Are you ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut Butter M&Ms. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight. Like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness with Peanut Butter M&Ms. Let's spread some positivity from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stage and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings. Or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between. Love is at the heart of it all. Be Love. Shop Pandora Jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb, available at Walgreens. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chelsea. Can you see my background in Whistler? Do you see how beautiful it is here? I it's can. a snow blizzard. It's a blizzard. <laughs> it's like the snow is falling so softly behind you. It looks like a quaint little town because there's snow on the rooftop. It is. Oh. It is. Do you know, first of all, I'm sick. I'm still sick from the last time I saw you. Oh, I've been sick for a month straight. I don't know what's, I think I have monkeypox. I, I don't know what is wrong with me. <laughs> so excuse my sniffling, everyone. But I can't get well. And you know what What's the cutest up? thing was yesterday? What? My friends, I was having dinner with my girlfriends here. I have a crew here, you know. My whole family was here for a week. Mm -hmm. And then my two of my nieces stayed here for another five days. And my one niece woke me up at three in the morning. I feel a tap on my shoulder. And Seneca's like, Chelsea, I've been throwing up all night. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about it? <laughs> And so, of course, I get up. I'm in my bra and underwear. I put her in my bathroom. She's still throwing up. I'm trying to shove a Zofran down her throat. I'm like, here, fucking swallow this. And, you know, when someone's vomiting, you can't, like, they can't even drink anything. No. And I'm sitting on the, my, on the side of my bathtub in my bra and underwear. And I'm like, thank God this isn't my life, you know? Like, I don't even know what to do. So I'm just sitting there watching her vomit. And then I get into my bed and, and I'm like, okay, Sunny, you know, come in my bed. I moved over. Yeah. She got into my bed and stayed in my bed for 24 hours. Oh. And I'm like, oh, this is what it must be like to be a mother. Yes. But I guess I caught whatever she got. And then my other niece, Charlie, was here. She's a dream boat too. She's mm. skiing like a maniac. But we didn't mm -hmm. have a lot of snow. And so it was kind of depressing. There was enough snow to ski, but you can't ski in or like to the bottom of the hill. And it was a little light. And now we are in full blizzard mode. <laughs> so as soon as we are done with today's episode, I am getting my boots on and I am taking my sick ass out on the slopes. <laughs> Amazing. Just drink a lot of bone broth when you get back. I'm going to bring a camelback of bone broth <laughs> on the mountain. But I've just Excellent. been, I love it here so much. I can't tell you the unadulterated joy I feel. I'm sitting <sighs> here. I write my book every day. Oh, I'm great. working so hard on my new book. Everyone is going to be 
Well, I mean, I hope everyone's going to love it because I'm starting to love it. I'm sure they will. Actually, you know what? Speaking of books, well, first of all, I'm curious if you've been reading anything, but I've gotten a few emails asking where people can find the books that we talk about on the show, and I usually try to pop those into the show notes. So for anybody who's wondering where can I, I'm listening in my car and you guys mentioned a book and I don't remember what it was, go ahead and look in the description of the show and you'll usually find the book that we were chatting about. I just started this book that Tanner gave me called Cassandra at the Wedding by Dorothy Baker. Anyway, it's really good. It's about sisters. It's a short book. You know, when I'm writing a book, I don't read as much. So that's been an issue. So this morning I got up and read two chapters of it because I was like, I need to be reading Mm -hmm. while I'm writing. I don't like when I don't read for long periods of Mm -hmm. time. And when I come to Whistler, I just kind of avoid the news and I avoid... Well, all things that are real. So (laughs) I'm just in like this fantasy land. It's like your Disneyland. I'm coming home tomorrow because everyone needs to watch the Critics' Choice Awards on Sunday night that I'm hosting and I cannot wait. Yay. That's going to be so exciting. I have watched every single movie. Oh, my God. I've There are so much horniness in the movies this year. (laughs) So many penises. So many prostheses. Horniness, queerness is great. There's tons of Horniness, queerness, everything. It makes me horny to watch all these movies. I can't wait to get on stage and talk about it. Do you have a favorite or a couple of favorites? Saltburn was pretty twisted, and I like that. It was like kind of a modern-day talented Mr. Ripley. Mm. You know, it it was a little analogous to that, so I liked that a lot. I really liked Oppenheimer. I mean, it's really long. Mm -hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon took me about seven hours to watch it, and it was three and a half hours long long, because I had to take breaks. Yeah. I think Saltburn is the most compelling. I watched Stranger from Us, All of Us Strangers. Yes, All of Us Strangers. That guy in it, I love him so much. He's so sexy. And it's a really sexy gay love story. Uh And it's nice to be straight and appreciate gay, sexy love stories. Yes, indeed. And like, Sometimes they're a little sexier. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, should I masturbate? I'm like, don't get carried away. (laughs) And then, wait, what else happened? Oh, I have my little baby here, my Buddhas. You know, Kelly's daughters are here. That's just so fun. I just am like, I love being a stepfather to them. (laughs) And we announced some new shows. We announced shows in Australia. And we announced a really fun show that I'm doing with Fortune Feimster and Matteo Lane and Sam Jay at the YouTube Theater in May for the Netflix is a Joke Festival in Los Angeles. So get your tickets for that because that's about to sell out. And that is going to be a wild night. And Vanessa is going to be there as well. And then, um, yeah, we added, I've added five dates in New Zealand and Australia. I have Canadian dates coming up. I'm going to be January 19th in Edmonton and then Saskatoon. And I'm coming to Kelowna all over winter. Vancouver, Kelowna, Calgary, So yes, please go to ChelseaHandler.com, get your tickets because everything is almost sold out. So maybe I'll be adding second shows, but I'm not sure. We'll see. I like my winter time. Did you wind up getting a new dog? Did that wind up working I didn't. Out? You know, I, I rode up. I got that CO2 treatment on my face, uh-huh. which we should show a picture of at some point, <laughs> okay. even though this is a podcast, because I looked like Mike Tyson just got done with me. <laughs> I got a CO2 treatment. I drove from Los Angeles to Whistler. Uh-huh. So it was like two and a half day drive that I took because I took my time. And I stopped in Bend, Oregon to visit a friend of mine, Melissa. And she saw my face and she's like, holy shit, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, listen, I have done a lot of shit to my face. This one was otherworldly. I looked crazy. Not only was I black and blue, I was bleeding and swollen. Oh, God. And so like the seven top layers of your skin just start peeling off after like day three. So I'm driving and there's just like little gray matter all over my seat. (laughs) 
like when your clothes shed. Like I was shedding like a reptile. It was so disgusting. But meanwhile, my face is like a baby's ass now. Oh, amazing. But the skin is so sensitive under my eyes. She really zapped me under my eyes for my crow's feet. I like to keep my crow's feet around, you know, to, to stay grounded. I don't want to <laughs> Botox those or anything. Yeah, you got to at least like look like a human, you know, this looks a little life. But I am excited about my dresses for this Sunday because they are, I didn't know if I was going to be able to top last year's outfit changes mm-hmm. for the Critics' Choice Awards because I was really happy with my dresses last year. And, you know, I don't really give a shit that much about clothing, but I am fucking banging it out again this year. You looked so good last year. Are you able to give us like a preview of like, are they sparkly? Do you have color? All the above. No, I don't wear sparkles, Catherine. You know better than that. I don't wear sparkles. I like I like color, one color, yes. one dress, and I like to show my body off. There you go. My body, my choice. <laughs> Excellent. Chelsea, are you are you a resolutions person? Is that something that you get into at the beginning of no. the year? No. I'm not. I mean, I think it's I don't know. I don't like when everybody's doing everything. You know something. That's you know, true. you know how I feel about trendiness. I don't like New Year's resolutions. I just get better every year and we all should be getting better every year. Honestly, that's what I kind of realized a few years ago. I mean, I would set these like grandiose resolutions and then I would realize at the end of the year, like, oh, I actually like started doing a few of those things, even though I thought I didn't do the resolution because I didn't I wasn't real strict about it. But like after a few years, I'm like, oh, I'm actually like doing these things I wanted to do. On a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can always, I mean, I'm always just trying to improve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I take a couple breaks, you know, but I've been better. Like I had family around me for three weeks straight. Mm -hmm. I had guests and family because I had some friends come up too. And, you know, I did that in Mallorca this summer. And I just know my patience has gotten so much better. You know, when they leave, I do have to take like a Xanax and sleep for fucking 12 hours. Or actually, I slept for 20 hours the other day. Uh, I woke up, took some NyQuil, went right back to sleep. Perfect. But, you know, I my patience has got is improved. My self-awareness is on point. I'm aware. I'm calm. I don't yell at people yeah. anymore. Yeah. So like I'm I'm happy with myself. That's really good. And I would imagine too, like since your patience has gotten better, everyone around you is having a better time, but you're also having a better time. Yes, I'm having a better time. And I'm also enjoying, you know, I always used to like imagine when I was younger, the kind of aunt I would be. Like I wanted to be this like badass woman <laughs> that my nieces and nephews looked up to and came to. And that's happening. They come to me for advice and they tell me secrets and they tell me things that they don't tell their moms. And my sisters are probably both listening and wondering what. (laughs) But that, you know, it makes me feel so good to like have these relationships in my life with children Mm -hmm. at at this age because they're all getting older now. You know, they're not like 18, 19, 20 somethings. And now we can have like adult relationships. And I just, I love that. And I, my relationship with my sisters has always been really good. And I had a great time with my brother this year. I mean, there were a lot of mushrooms going around in our family, a lot of mushrooms, a lot of edibles. We're that kind of family. We had a dinner out where it was just a complete disaster. We could not stop laughing for about three hours. So, I mean, this is kind of what I dreamt about, you know, like I wanted I wanted a big family like this, but I didn't want to make one. Mm. And I have one, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't want to make my own, but I, I took what I had and we, we all like come together and we have, there's so many of us now with the kids and their boyfriends and their girlfriends yeah. and it's just awesome. Well, and I think when you imagine something the way you had been, you see it in your mind's eye, it's so much more likely to, to come to fruition, to actually happen, you know, and you've yeah. made that happen in your life. Yeah. So it's a, it's, you know, manifestation can sound like such a corny word sometimes mm-hmm. because it's like, 
But so many of the things that have happened in my life are have been manifested by me unconsciously or subconsciously. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've I've just always envisioned. Okay, you know, when I grow up, I want to have a ski house. <laughs> I want to have this. I want to do these things. Like you know, and 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 to feel really secure. I feel very secure. And I feel calm. I've started working with a new therapist, a woman. Oh, fun. Yeah, because I wanted some, like, feedback on some things. And so it felt really good to reach out to a new therapist. Good. That felt really empowering to know that I needed someone to talk to that was outside of my circle. Mm -hmm. And I've been working with her, and she's a real, like, very different than my previous therapist, which is good because I, you know, I've... I did that, and yeah. I I wanted something different and a different fresh eyes on something, and so that's been good. And my kind of approach with everything, like romantic liaisons and men and all of it, it I have a I have I feel really good about all of that stuff that's happening too. Yeah, like I'm open to love, but I really like I'm also open to casual encounters with lots of different men, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. They're like, that's fun to have a guy in a place and to have another guy in another place and to be honest and upfront, mm-hmm. never lie mm-hmm. about what you're up to, right. but to have an understanding like, yeah, we're friends and we're going to have sex and we're friends and we're going to have sex and this <laughs> is going to be a romantic relationship and it's not going to be exclusive. But if someone does come along and, and I and I feel that strongly about it, I will enter into a monogamous relationship. Yeah. But I also just want to use my body and share it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how great is it to be just like living in the moment where you're at, being like, cool, whatever comes my way that's positive yeah. and feels right, let's do that. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. I just took a sip of my bone broth at my friend. Oh, and so yesterday I was sick. I was supposed to go to dinner with my, like six of my girlfriends here. And I, I arranged it and then canceled. I was like, can you guys go without me? I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm just spreading germs, basically. Right. And then... Three of them came over with soup. Like three Aww. different people dropped off lentil soup, bone broth, and then this guy brought me flowers. Aww. I was like, what? This is like That's my so little sweet. village of happiness. Yes, you have community there. I do, I do. I feel so loved. I just, it feels so nice. I'm soaking it all up. Yeah, that's wonderful. I think something, it's not really a resolution, but something I want to be more intentional about this year is interacting in community and sort of like getting off of my screens, which I've pretty successfully done this last year. Like I don't keep Instagram on my phone just because otherwise I just keep going to it. But getting off of screens and getting into real life. So like rather than having a Zoom, going in person, scheduling, you know, I'm going to trivia night tonight with some of my girlfriends, that sort of thing. So trying to be intentional. Yeah, that's nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice too. I mean, it's always nice to be off your phone. Mm -hmm. I don't spend nearly as much time on my phone as I do when I'm home, when I'm here. Because when you're skiing, you're not sitting there looking at your phone. Right. And that feels good too. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like that. It says, I got a thing on my phone that says your screen use time has gone down 37% from last week. (laughs) And it keeps saying that every week it keeps going down. I'm like, exactly. And Bernice! And Bernice, <gasps> Bernice, oh my God, I'm missing the whole point. Bernice is this. We Bernice and I are bonding like it's nobody's fucking business. Aww. Bernice, I res, I took up with me to drive because I thought I was going to rescue that other dog. We went to the rescue. The dog bit me. I so I was like, okay, oh, well, obviously bummer. I can't get this dog. But by the way, what business do I have having more than one dog anyway? Bernice is all I can handle, and every she pees twice a day, and that's the schedule I'm on. There you go. So. 
Uh, she is so cute. She sleeps in bed with me. She follows me around because she doesn't know where the fuck she is. <laughs> she is, is I mean, I, I can't wait to see what happens when we bring her back at the end of winter and see how she reacts when she sees Felix. Because, Aww. I mean, she'll probably drop me like a hot potato. But we are bonding. She it gets Good. into bed with me on her own. She And then she comes in. When she wants to pee, uh-huh. she taps me on the shoulder. And she's like, <laughs> come on, let's go. With her paw. I mean, I'm like, oh, my God. And the other day I was walking around. I posted this on Instagram. I took her for a walk and this little kid was on his balcony and he goes, daddy, daddy, come outside. There's a little baby bear. (laughs) I mean, everyone stops to talk to her, which is also, you know, very annoying. Right, right, right. It's like, oh, this is so fun. And then you're like, too many people. I'm not looking for any extra, any extra attention or conversation. Yes. I'm like, back off, back she, off. She does fully look like a bear. Like she looks like she should be hibernating. I know uh, she's so fucking cute. She's so sweet. Well, should we introduce our guest today? Yes, yes. We have a guest today whose book is called Black Friend, and she had a very funny show on Showtime called Z Way, and that's her name, Z Way. So please welcome this hot potato, Z Way. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut butter M&M's. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight. Like listening to your favorite podcast or hanging out with friends. When I need a little added delight, I like to curl up in bed at around 5 p.m. with a good book and my dogs, Bernice and Doug. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back, and let's spread some positivity into the world together. And with peanut butter M&Ms by our side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as we dance our way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like tours, hiking excursions, museums, aquariums, you name it. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Exactly. I went on Viator a couple months ago and got tickets for the Aquarium of the Pacific, and it was fantastic. Their portal is super easy to use. You can get access to all kinds of tours, events. It's really fun. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there is something for everyone, whether you're traveling alone, in a couple, or with the whole family. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Named one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018, Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set is temperature-regulating and incredibly soft. So this New Year's, make your nights extra cozy with Cozy Earth Pajamas, made from ultra-soft viscose from bamboo. Reinvent your sanctuary with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding collection. From pillows to sheets and blankets, indulge in the ultimate luxury. Luxury bedding essentials that provide peace of mind and endless comfort. 
Make every night a five-star experience with Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced, temperature-regulating bamboo viscose bedding. Cozy Earth's newest star is the Cuddle Blanket, perfect for sharing and softer than anything you've ever felt. This oversized plush throw is the ideal gift for a warm and fuzzy new year. Cozy Earth stands by the durability of its products with a remarkable 10-year warranty, promising a decade of restful sleep. Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code CHELSEA. That's code CHELSEA for up to 40% off site-wide. Oh, 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 take your time, take your time. I'm so sorry. Hi, honey. How are you? Hi, nice. How are you? Good, good. Let's get this party yeah, started. Get, yeah, sit down. Let's go, bitch. Are you fucking ready? I'm ready to go. Uh, 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 Let's do it. Look. Uh, water? No, I'm good. You're raw good. dogging it. Oh, I love a raw dog. <laughs> I like it a little moist. It's okay. This is Catherine. She's Hi, on the Catherine. thing. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm chilling. I'm coming from an interview with Penn Badgley of... You slash Gossip Girl fan. Oh, yes. Yeah. He has a podcast as well, so I oh, just did that. Oh, oh, good. And yeah. how was that? It was great. I can't complain. Okay, great. Yeah. Z-Way, great. Of course. How are you doing today? How I'm, many people did you interview already? I've interviewed one person so okay, far. great. Yeah, but I can't stop clearing my throat today. It's almost like I smoked a joint last night, but I didn't. And I don't smoke joints specifically because I hate fucking going... <laughs> yeah, it's not cute. So I don't know what happened, I, and I'm irritated, you know? I'm sorry. I would offer you a lozenge, but I don't have one. You don't, no. no. Well, of course you don't have a lozenge on you. Why would you? You know, sometimes I travel with cough drops, but not today. Mm. We have a lot in common. We do. We have a lot in common. We're both blonde. Yeah, we're both white, blonde, (laughs) big-breasted women. Oh, yes. BBW is what they call me. So uh, that's what I've been calling (laughs) you behind your back, actually. Thank you. So I first heard about you when you had your show on Showtime called Z-Way. Yes. And they they were trying to book me on the show. And my publicist at the time was so confused about the format of the show that she goes, I just don't feel comfortable sending you here because it seems like a setup show. And I said, I can handle a fucking setup show. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not worried about someone setting me up and catching me out. Like, what, what? I mean, it's already all out there. Wow. And so and then I never did it. But then I was watching your show and I had forgotten that I was. And then I was like, oh, I wanted to do you. I would have totally loved to it do your show. It would have been really, really great. And by the way, I used to watch you every day after school on Chelsea Lately. Oh. I love that show. I really oh. did. So it would have been such a fun meeting of the minds. But you know what? Next, now, next we'll have path. to do it next exactly. time. And how was that show for you? It was wi- It was wild. I know. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, what was the nicest part of that show was that the guests were so uniquely different. Like Andrew Yang versus like Chet Hanks versus Friendly Boyd. Like they're all d- so disparate. So I felt like I was learning a lot about American culture. Oh, right. Yeah. You needed an update on American Yeah, culture. just like a heat check. Like, okay, what's popping? Okay, uh-huh. Andrew <laughs> <laughs> And so I read that you studied Oprah's interviews to see who you wanted on your show, or did you study her interviews to see how to interview people? I mean, I definitely think that Oprah was really good at capturing, like, sensational interviews. Like, they were always so ecstatic. Like, even the Tom Cruise is, like, such a lightning in the bottle, that interview. And so she really taught me the value of like creating a moment with the guest Mm. yeah so that's something that I really also she would interview a wide plethora of people so she'd talk to like Tom Cruise or a different celebrity Tony Tony Braxton and then she'd talk to like oh the mother of a serial killer and it'd be like all in the same episode so she had really wide range but she's a journalism background so I think that was really important yeah and she also is a great fucking listener yeah that's what's so good about yeah when she's interested you're interested 
And that's actually the key ingredient, I believe, for anyone to do a decent interview is to actually fucking listen and stop thinking about what you're going to be saying. 100%. And it sometimes takes a long time to relax enough into that. Like I was talking to a friend of mine who has a TV show or has had several TV shows, and he's a talk show host, and I've been a talk show host, and we were at drinks last night, and he was saying, it's funny when you you haven't done it for a little bit, and then you do it, there's a rustiness that comes with it, because like you can do it for many years, and you think it's like in your pocket, but then you actually need to warm it up again, because like talking and interviewing people, I feel like I interview people wherever I go. If I'm yeah. at dinner, I interview them. I can't stop with the questions, and then I will badger them if they don't, you know, if they're if they're shy or they're resistant, I go in harder oh, because really? I'm more curious about what they're what's up. You know what their story. Like, what are you is. hiding? Because there's a natural <laughs> curiosity, right, that you have with people. Totally. I mean, I might have an unnatural curiosity because I like to get involved in people's business. Do you feel that way? I yes and no. Like I like to mind my business. I like to let people tell me things on their own and that's part of why people feel comfortable maybe is because I will sit quietly and that is enough to make people feel uncomfortable enough to speak I see so a very different approach different approach yeah I won't like corner someone and be like tell me your life secrets but maybe I should honestly like I'm really I want to see what that tactic does well there's also like an anthropological element to interviewing right it's also just like you're trying to understand everybody where everybody's coming from and I always give I notice when I'm talking to people and I'm curious about them like I always think there's some big mystery behind everybody and sometimes and more oftentimes there isn't you know what I mean people are pretty fucking basic so (laughs) Sometimes you're, like, creating this story in your head where you think somebody's going to, like, reveal some thing or you're wondering a lot about it, and it's really not that complicated. Mm. I feel like, um, for me, it's about connection. Like, what do we have in common? Like, as disparate as we seem, like, what is the thing that we can come together on? And that is how I find gold. And what's your background? So where did you grow up? Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. New Jersey, that's yeah. right. Yeah. New Jersey. And you live in L.A. or New York? New York. Oh, yeah. You know, you texted me about your chows. Yeah, I, yes. Did you get your chows? Yes, and he is so sweet, so cute. I dropped him off at daycare today. What color is he? Black. Oh, I want a black one. He is so sweet. He's oh, so Oh, they're cute. so— They're quiet. And clean. I I know. You know what? They don't bark and they don't fucking want anything. No. Don't you just love their faces and the way that they, like, sag? It's regal. Yeah, and then the the lips that come down. Like, I can't control myself. And I have a little one at home. Oh, Chow as well? Yeah, I only have Chows. Let me show you Bernice. Sorry, I know that the Bernice. listeners can't hear this, but it's... it's okay. Well, they can see it on your social. I, yeah. people, can I tell a story about Chow Chows as you search? Oh, yeah, but that's Bernice. Oh, my God. Okay, so she's groomed. She's kind of cut, shortcut. Yeah. She's so sweet. How old is she? She's, she's like 11 or 12. Oh, Her brother died baby. last year. Oh. And I like older dogs because I'm good at transitioning them from that age to death. You know, like, that's my sweet spot. Like, I want them to feel loved and attention. And yeah. I also, they're going to, no one's going to get a five-year-old dog. No. And usually when dogs are around me for a few years, they tend to pass away. Wow. Wow. My housekeeper, like, she has Bernice when I'm on the road. So she is, like, only Spanish-speaking now, Bernice. Oh, that's so funny. Hola. Well, I, well, I speak Spanish a little bit okay, now, hot, too, to cool. communicate with her. I love that. That's but, so um, modern. Okay, tell us your chow story. Uh, well, my chow story, this is not my personal chow, but so the chow, the chow chow, basically, like, in ancient China, the emperor was like, okay, what dog can kill a bear? And they brought them 13 different dogs. And he's like, okay, this dog, chow chow, is the cutest. And so that he made that the official chow chow dog— 
And he had like 3,000 and they would like hunt and kill people and like be warriors. The Chow Chow? The Chow Chow. Google that. Mm. Oh my Fun God. Fun fact. Yeah, they're regal, really? beautiful dogs and they're killers. I, I was going to rescue this other big fat nugget that I found Ooh, at this a park. Chunka? Oh, he was a big fatty. I like a chunky. But he, he nipped at me twice and the guy said he's going to nip at everyone. He goes, that's his personality. I'm like, well, that's not going to work. I have oh. too many people coming through my house. I can't have him biting everybody. Because, you know, some I don't care if a dog nips at me or bites me really. Yeah. I, I really don't. Unless it's like, you know, a lunatic and it's like carving up my body. Oh, my gosh. But I don't mind a little bite. But most people get freaked out by that, you know? I've never been bitten by a dog. I'm going to be honest. How did you get into chow chows? beautiful like research and realizing that they were the dog of Chinese emperors I identify as an empress so (laughs) so I I decided that this was the dog for me I also honestly love the temperament of like quiet and clean like uh, barking gives me agita and so it was really something that I needed for my my roommate well fucking barking is so fucking annoying people have dogs that bark I want those dogs to shut the fuck up and and I want other things to happen to those dogs too that I won't say no, no, I won't say it on air because it's it's obviously not nice, But I, and I don't mean it, but I just, barking is so annoying, and it's just such a bad quality, you know? I spend a lot of time with my dog, like, like I spend, because I'm, I write all the time, so my dog and me writing, and so if my dog was barking, I don't think I could get any writing done. But dogs that bark, hey, God bless you. We love PETA. I mean... PETA doesn't love me. PETA will bite you fucking in the ass. (laughs) The minute you do something wrong, they will come back. They they act like they're your best friends when you rescue a dog and then they're like, "Uh, we saw you were on your plane with your dog to whatever. Is that that appropriate to fly a dog 14 hours? I'm like, back the fuck up. Oh my gosh. I'm like, listen, my dog and I are traveling together. Back it up. So you grew up in Massachusetts. Yes. And then how many brothers and sisters do you Two have? Two siblings. One older, one younger. And they're both boys. Okay. I'm a girl. A middle child. Okay. So you're a middle child. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really track. What usually, do you mean? Because usually it's the youngest of siblings mm-hmm. that are in this business. Really? Especially in the role that you play. Because like for people who haven't seen your show on Showtime, mm-hmm. I want you to describe what the premise is. My pre- The premise of my show is that I interview guests and I bait them into saying uncomfortable things. And it's pulled from this like this hardened trope that we see in like Fox News where they would talk to like Barack Obama and accuse him of wearing a tan suit and how that was to the destruction of democracy. And similarly, I kind of take my guests at their worst word possible and exploit that for comedic relief. And then how does that work out for the guest? Um, Comedically. Does it? It's, I mean, yes, it's chaotic. It's funny. But every guest is like a consenting adult. They who, know like, what's going they, on. Yeah, they know. They, they're briefed entirely on what's going to happen. And the people who do the best on the shows are the ones who sort of surrender to that chaos and like, like double down on it. Yeah, yeah, I like that format. It's very new. Thank you. And original. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I never thought I would say Tucker Carlson inspired me, but here I am. I know. Well, he is such an inspiration. <laughs> Let's talk about your book a little. You wrote essays, right? Yes. I read that you didn't want them to be too personal. Why? I mean, who wants to share anything? Well, you actually have so I, many I, books. I, I read I your book. I share. Um, you, you, I mean, you've wrote, written five or six books. Yeah, a You've lot. written a lot of books. I don't even know if I have that many stories. You do. I do, but I don't think I'd ever share them. But I respect that. I respect that. Honestly, it's really chic. Culturally, Nigerians, it's like, why share any of your business when you could simply not? So that is where I'm coming from. But my book was due. I did sell it. And so I I had to finish it. And I didn't want to give back the advance because there was a strike going on with the writers and the actors. Did you think about giving back the advance? A hundred times. Because you didn't want to write it? 
No, I wrote it. I, I wrote it very quickly. And I didn't want to release it into the world. Oh. Yeah, I wrote it. I mean, I'm a writer. Like, that is the easy part. It's the idea that people are going to perceive me. That is very Nigerian. Yes. Shout out, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So you were resistant to releasing it because yes. you were exposing a part of your life that you wanted to keep private. I was exposing were... any part of my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm lucky enough that when I interview, I get to hide hide behind the artifice of a character, right? So it's it's she's being devilish, not me. I'm the good guy. I'm the friend. I'm the kind-hearted woman. And so when you have a book, you can't hide behind 200-plus pages. You have to say something of value. And so finding out what I said that was of note and what to share about myself that is worth my reader's time is something that I really toiled with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what? how did you feel about that once the book was out and you got the reception that you did? How did you feel? Did, you, did your feelings change at all? Of course. I mean, I was called a genius. So it's like, yeah, I'm just dabbing. <laughs> I'm dabbing <laughs> through New York City. I mean, it's a sense of relief, right? That anyone can couldn't connect to any one of my stories because that was my fear that I was like writing into a vacuum. So I'm really appreciative for sure. Yeah. I read one of them that was talked about your walk. You're walking in the woods and this cabin oh, yeah. you rented and this guy, this white guy pulled over. Yeah. And well, you tell the story. I, don't I mean, tell your story. the story is so deeply creepy. So I went, I go, I have to write in silence and that's why I have a very quiet dog. And so I also like to go to the woods of upstate New York to write. And so I w- would hike up this trail at this place at Airbnb'd and every day we'd hike with friends and the only time we ever encountered people were like desperate census workers being like please please fill out the census we need to know who's living here and we'd tell them sorry Airbnb destabilizing and so one day this I'm walking the trail by myself my friend had just left and my other friend was coming the next day and this Subaru pulls up beside me and I think oh hey it's not I'm not on the census it's okay and he's like what are you doing here and I'm confused I'm like walking and he's like you know you're not supposed to be here I own this property you're trespassing I'm like oh you own this property well thank you for having me at your beautiful Airbnb it's so nice I love the pool oh so you're staying at the Airbnb so I realized he was lying and suddenly my heart skipped a beat because now I'm alone in the woods with a man who is a liar and so I'm thinking, like, Jason Bourne style, I'm thinking, like, oh, should I calculate, like, how fast can I run? What should I do? And he keeps asking me, what's your name, what's your name, what's your name? And this was, like, right at the time when I was starting to, like, become more prominent. And so I'm, like, afraid to say my name. Like, what does he have? This is, like, during the, like, 2020 summer where everything was so politically fraught. And I noticed that there's a blonde woman next to him. And she's saying, like, it's okay, it's okay, Justin, it's okay. And I'm, like... I'm just walking and you have to understand like it's really weird for me to like tell you my name in the woods like I'm alone I'm in a like a purple fur hat like this is strange and she keeps insisting that it's okay and he's like don't worry I understand like the political climate we have a black friend in the back but in the super room <laughs> dead ass dead ass this, it's so back. creepy dead ass but the windows are up so all I see is my reflection And I'm thinking, oh, my God, when do I run? Like, the tinted windows are, who else is in the back of this car? Like, am I going to be murdered for this Jordan Peele fantasy? And I say, I would say hi to the black friend in the back, but I can't see them. And then the two, the couple starts arguing. And I'm like, "This, this should be my chance. Like, I should run right now. And then they slowly roll down the back window. And it's this emaciated little black girl. And she's sitting forward like this. And it's so still. And I say, hi. They're like, hi. I'm like, 
I love to go swimming at that pool. They're like, oh, she loves to go swimming at that pool that you're staying at. I'm like, yeah, I would go swimming more, but it's cold. And they were like, yeah, it is cold. And that was the first moment when they realized, like, oh, we have a shared humanity. Like, we can agree that it is cold, too cold to swim. And then the little girl who's facing forward just turns and screams, lucky, and I jump. Like, I was not expecting such, like, a low tombra to come out of, like, this, like, (laughs) nine-year-old tiny girl. And I go, yeah, I guess I am lucky. I guess I am lucky. And then this guy, Justin, goes, hey, just so you know, the side of the woods you're staying on is on this side. The side you're on is belongs to Elliot Spitzer. I'm like, Elliot Spitzer? <laughs> Elliot, what the? F-? Like, I know that name, but I don't remember. So I, I'm like, OK, thanks. They're like, just so you know. OK, thanks. OK, bye. Thanks. And they drive up the hill and the little girl does not break eye contact with me until they're over the hill. I run back to the Airbnb. I Google Elliot Spitzer. I'm like, oh, like if I was caught in the woods with him, I that would, would be, be a problem. I would be it worried and then you know you airbnb you have to clean the place whatever it's super expensive 400 dollars cleaning thing you're still cleaning it whatever and so i like comment on the airbnb like oh had a lovely time it's such a beautiful place just so you guys know like i did have this get out experience i do not judge the host however don't <laughs> hike alone and then the host texts me and he says it's so weird that you said you had that experience like who is that guy? He said, and I'm like, oh, he said he was your neighbor. He's like, oh, well, that's not my neighbor. And that was the end of that story. Uh, oh. So you think that little girl was there to adopt a daughter? It seemed like, like how it. old was she? She was nine. She was like a young kid. She was wow. like nine or maybe seven, but tall. Mm. But but <clears throat> the but he wasn't a neighbor. He was just a stranger. Yeah, I love it. I love that Creepy. people just want to get involved in fucking shit that has nothing to do with them. Yeah. I mean, who would care about anyone walking down the fucking street? And why would you ever get involved in that? Ima- like, imagine, like, imagine, like, what are you it, doing? It here? was a hundred acres, and there was nothing I was disturbing other than like leaves, dried leaves. And so that he elected himself as mayor of mm-hmm. the woods exactly. is unwell. Mm-hmm. I know, and I, you know, I hate when I hear that there's a woman with them that just sits there and like lets that go on. Yeah, it's she, like why do you, why are you letting your husband act like such a fucking asshole? I know she knew enough that she knew what he was doing was bad, but not enough to say, stop him. Say, say something. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back and give advice. Okay. okay are you ready sure. for that? Yes, please. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women. Take the mic. They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut butter M&Ms. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast or hanging out with friends. When I need a little added delight, I like to curl up in bed at around 5 p.m. with a good book and my dogs, Bernice and Doug. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back, and let's spread some positivity into the world together. And with peanut butter M&Ms by our side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as we dance our way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. 
Hey, L.A. Bound Thrill Seekers, it's Chelsea Handler, your fearless guide to the city of angels. One of my favorite things about L.A. is that you really can have it all. You can go from the beach to the desert to the mountains, all in the space of a single day. If I can start out gazing at the ocean and wind up après skiing, I am one happy camper. And there's more. Starting with great food, Los Angeles chefs and mixologists draw inspiration from their varied cultural backgrounds and the city's diverse neighborhoods, making for an exciting food scene. From game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And then there's the shopping. From exclusive streetwear drops to high-end boutiques, Los Angeles tastemakers offer up a dizzying array of styles in a single city block, contributing to the bold, wildly creative style that gives Los Angeles its very own look. And if you want to step outside and focus on your wellness, L.A. has something for everyone. Take in the breathtaking sunsets, find your center in one of the city's award-winning spas or gardens, do yoga on a rooftop, sample fresh produce at a local farmer's market. No other destination offers so many ways to rejuvenate and regenerate the mind, body, and spirit than Los Angeles. Buckle up for the L.A. roller coaster and embark on the adventure at discoverla.com. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running, and collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Okay, we're back. We're back. <laughs> that was it. We're wow. back. What do we have in store for Z-Way today, Catherine? We've got a lot of stuff. We've got a question about porn. We've got oh, wow. uh, a oh, dating in New York question. Okay, great. Let's start with porn. Okay. Do you watch a lot of porn? No. No. This comes from Tina. Tina says, Dear Chelsea, I'm in my mid-40s and my husband is a few years older, closer to 50. We've been married since we were in our early 20s and have two daughters who are now in their early 20s. I'm finding the aging process to be brutal. I yeah, want, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I want to embrace it and still feel beautiful and desirable, but I generally don't. I look in the mirror and I see someone with what feels like rapidly sagging skin, wrinkles, and gray wow. hair, and it's all such a bummer. I find it completely unfair that men are not held to the same standard as women. I recently started therapy for the first time, but there's one topic I don't want to bring up with my therapist, and that is porn. When we were younger, my husband and I watched porn together occasionally, and it was fun. As we got older and had kids in the house, that's kind of faded away, but we've still had a very active sex life. Over the years, I've known that he still watches porn, and now that it's so easily accessible on our phones, I'm pretty sure he watches it very frequently. <laughs> I know this shouldn't bother me, but as I'm getting older, and so are our kids, I'm becoming increasingly uncomfortable because the females in the porn are now the same age as our children, and it oh. feels a little creepy to me now. Of course, they don't make much porn with women our age, and if they do, I'm sure that porn with women in their early 20s would be more appealing to him and most men anyway. 
So my question is, do you think there comes a point when aging men watching porn with much younger women gets inappropriate? Do I just have to accept this fact, even though we're both very much aging and he's always going to be attracted to young women and accept that as normal and not creepy? Anyway, love your show. Look forward to hearing your opinions. Tina. Wow. Wow, Tina. Right. Wow, Tina. Yeah. Wow. Well, Z-Way, what do you think? That question makes me sad. So the reason why I don't watch a lot of porn is because I get—we're in TV, right? So I get caught up in the ethics of it. I'm like, is it a safe set? I start to unravel the actual right. production of it. And so that—I I, can't—I can't get off if I know my girlies aren't getting put on. Uh. And so, <laughs> so, for, so if the question is, is it inappropriate for her man to watch porn with young women, I'm— going to say yes, but not because of what you think. It's because of the ethics of how they shoot it. Yeah. So you're getting into a different area. Yeah. I would say with regard to her husband, it is creepy when your husband, when when the porn actors, like, I think that's a very valid point to bring up to your husband. Yeah. Like, you're going to watch, you want to watch porn, fine. You're, you know, that's what you're into, that's fine. But there is an issue, like, if, if the porn actors are their daughter's age, like, that is disgusting. There is something very creepy about that. And that's reasonable to uh, convey to the husband. Like, it is? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Can you police people's desires well, you if can, they're legal? I mean, if they respect you and yeah. say, and you say, hey, this really bothers me. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I understand you like porn, but these girls are so young and, like, I'm aging. I don't feel great. I feel like you'd rather, you're more attracted to that, which I've, is nothing I can change. Yeah. But I'd rather you, you wouldn't, you know, there's a couple of reasons. Watch MILF porn instead. There's, right? Yeah, there's, I'm sure there is MILF, yeah, there porn, is or, MILF porn. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I think I've seen that. But I think you totally have to say something just because it's like self-preservation. You have a good sex life. You seem like you have a good relationship. You've been together for many years. If I can just say this doesn't make me feel good. I mean, he's going to watch it anyway, and he's just going to hide it more. But So is that a resolution if he hides it? That's not a resolution. No, it's not a resolution. Well, it could be because, I mean, let's say maybe he— She doesn't—ignorance is bliss. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying maybe he will listen to her Mm. and take that into consideration and go, oh, okay, be sensitive about watching it or maybe watch less of it or— at least she's even if he ignores it and just sneaks it more and makes sure he's more discreet about it, he is at least she's getting it off of her chest and saying it. Like yes. I think bottling that stuff up is like that adds to the, you know f- you're feeling bad about aging. I agree. And secondly, I, I just want to make a comment about aging. Like obviously, you know I have access to all sorts of things that help me anti-age, but there is something very like when you look in the mirror and you say I don't I, I don't like looking at the saggy skin and everything like. Those things have an impact on your well-being. Like, you know, you have had a long, like, it sounds like a healthy life, a healthy marriage, healthy kids. Like, there's a lot to be proud of. And there's yeah. there is a lot of elegance that comes with naturally aging. Like, I look at people that naturally age a lot and think, I wish I were more, you know, natural about it. I believe in natural aging, but I think everyone is entitled to do what they want with yeah, their body. Who right. cares? Who am I to judge? But uh, to your point, there's so much to be, like, the wrinkles that you have are a reflection of a life long lived. And, like, they are a reflection of, like, you have a beautiful family, as you just said. You have a beautiful husband, and you have such a great, like, conversation and community, and that is something to be proud of. Like, who do I want to age and die? No, but it means that I'm lucky enough. I'd rather be old and die than die young. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's a privilege. Yeah, it but is it's, a privilege. But it's hard for me to say that because I'm like, 
19. Well, it's also... <laughs> you're not 19. Goo, goo, How gaga, old are you? Goo, goo, gaga, 19, Chelsea. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're 19 years yes, old? Yes, I was born in 2003. <laughs> oh, my God. Goo, goo, gaga. I didn't know you were 19. Wow, wow. Wow. You have a lot of stuff happening. At 19, you haven't seen anything yet. No, not even the bottom of a beer. Really? <laughs> really? You've never had a drink? No, I'm... Nigerians don't like that. They don't like to drink. Who have you dated a Nigerian? You no, know a lot best, of Nigerians. My best friend's married to... I mean, my old best friend. Oh, no. When uh, No, we're still friends, okay, but cool, she cool, was cool. my bestie for a long time. Her, her husband is Nigerian, <laughs> and they are just like, yeah, no drinking. Very, very bright. They're all doctors and lawyers mm. because there are no other choices. You have to be a doctor or <laughs> no. lawyer and successful when you're Nigerian. There's no room for any failure. It's like Tucker Carlson, Piers Morgan, doctor, lawyer. It's yeah. like that same scenario. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Catherine, what's next? We just told that woman to, oh, oh, I, let me wrap that up. I just want to say, like, yeah, you need to start talking in a nicer way to yourself, yeah. you know? And as long as you're living a healthy lifestyle, like, whatever is you're going to do to make yourself feel better about the way you look, drink more water, exercise more eat healthier food, that shows up in your skin and your face every single day. And when you're feeding yourself and you're feeling healthy, you do look better and you do feel better. So it's all this kind of like psychological structure that you need to get on board with as we age, Mm. because there's going to be plenty of things that you don't like about yourself. No one gets to escape from that physically. Okay, Catherine, we All solved right. that problem, I think. I think so, too. I'm trying too. to switch my bracelets over to my other wrist, and it's really not working because I'm a righty. Because I, I have to do, I have to go to this event okay, tonight. Okay, got it, got yeah, it. yeah, I knew you'd understand, Z-Way. I can't believe you're 19 years old. Goo goo gaga. Can you help me with that? <laughs> yeah. And since you're 19, you probably have great eyes. I do have great, great vision. vision. And dexterity. Well, our next question comes from one of the most thorough callers I think we've ever had. Oh, God. Oh, wow. We've had some really fucking thorough really? callers, yes. too. Hey, shut she up. starts with her stats. Age, 29. Gender, female. Ethnicity. Ethnicity, black. Location, NYC. Sexual orientation, straight. Topic, dating, and specifically what to do when you lose hope. Okay. Straight, straight, but not for long. Here's my situation. I'm a 29-year-old female living in New York. I've been single and actively dating for the last two and a half years. I have been on a lot of dates. 65 first dates, to be exact, since May 2021. Wow. She was keeping a spreadsheet, by the way. Some of these dates have turned into second and third dates, and there was one Mm. guy I dated for a few months, but nothing has turned into a committed relationship. In my most recent experience, I went on what I thought were three great dates. After Mm. expressing a lot of interest, this guy disappeared. I understand that no one owes you anything early in dating, but one, we were intimate, and two, he, this man was 35 years old, so you'd think he'd at least send a text. Mm. Typically, I would dust off the rejection and just keep moving. I've been ghosted before, but for some reason, this one got to me. The accumulation of trying and trying with no success has had a bigger emotional impact than I thought. Outside of dating, life is great. I've been working with a therapist for, for the past five years, but there's this other thing. I recently saw a psychic for a tarot reading a few weeks ago, and she told me that someone who's jealous put a curse on me, and that's why dating has been such a struggle. I enjoyed the psychic and other energetic readings, but I also know it's not all fact. Although, maybe she's onto something. A curse would explain a lot, lol. I'm taking a break from the apps for now. My question is, how do I keep going? Polly. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, we have our special guest Z-Way here today to help. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my two favorite people. Hi. Oh, oh nice. this is your story. <laughs> yes, this is Callie. Wow. Okay, so I had a similar experience. I had a dry spell for a long period of time 
where I was not connecting with guys or the guys that were interested in me, I was not interested in. And the guys I was interested in would seem interested and then either like back off or get scared. And I thought, I seriously was like, I feel like I'm cursed. I said that to my girlfriends in London (laughs) because I would like hang out with these guys for like two and a half hours at a bar. And then I'd be like, all right, you want to come home with me? And then like they they, they would disappear or they were scared. And I'm like, what? What the fuck is happening? Yeah. First of all, I'm ready to rumble. I, you're never going to have hear from me again. I mean, this is my experience. I'm not speaking for you. Anyway, I went through this whole thing. And then I was talking to my new therapist. I have a new therapist. And she was saying something to me. I said, I don't know what kind of energy I'm putting out there. I think I'm putting off the we- wrong energy or some mm-hmm. weird energy. And she said, I just really want you to think of like, what the essence of you is, really. Who is, like, the best version of yourself? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, she's like, can you see that person? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I know exactly who that person is. And she's like, okay, when you are on these dates or you're having these interactions, she's like, I just want you to always remember, like, the best version of yourself, like the essence of who you are. And I think if you're getting tarot cards readings or any sort of psychic readings, you probably understand what I mean by essence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's important to think of that because we all have, like, what is our essence? Who are we? And she just said, I just want you to hold on to that version of you instead of getting into, like, you know, because sometimes we have all these, like, guardrails up and these invisible defense mechanisms. We're trying to self-preserve. We're trying to protect ourselves in different exchanges. And usually it really has nothing to fucking do with you because mm. all these men are fucking batshit. I had a guy reach out to me a few weeks ago chasing me down on DM because we had ch- matched on Raya and I didn't respond, chasing me down on DM to go to a drink with him. I finally make a plan with him, and he ended up blowing me off. I'm like, excuse me, you fucking moron. What? But again, <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Yes. That is something to do with him. That's somebody that I'm glad I never went on a date with, because if that's how he handled the situation, you know, good riddance. But A, take some of the pressure off of yourself by understanding that men are all, it's a hot mess out there, and it's a numbers game, and I understand you went on 65 dates, which is a lot. But That attitude is right. Like, it's fun to go out and experiment. And just keep in mind the best version of yourself, like when you were a little girl, like the most innocent, joyful kind of version of yourself. Not to act innocent, but be playful in that way when you're in these situations so that you're not waiting for them to, like, blow you off or walk out the door or that you're not going to hear from them again. Like, don't set that narrative up. Go into each situation with an open, healthy, like, exciting mind. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, good riddance. Thank you for sparing me, you know, another person that's not going to add to my life. And I think if you just adjust your attitude slightly when you're dating, are you dating a lot? Yeah, I'm dating, but not a lot, but I'm dating. Yeah, and I've, I've been dating a lot lately, and I my attitude has totally changed. And that advice she gave me, and you have to do so, a little bit of work to figure out, you know, who what your exact essence is. But we all know who we are deep down, like, and we all know what our best qualities are. And so you just want to go into all of these situations with a lightness instead of a worried kind of feeling or paranoia that it's not going to work out or are you good enough? All of that is irrelevant. Curses are real. I would say that you should pray or do whatever thing that you believe in to help protect you against that because they are real. I don't know if your friend really did that, but people, curses are real. Well, how did she say to remove the curse? How do you remove a curse? So she gave me like very specific instructions about like little rituals that I was supposed to do, which I did because I just felt like I had nothing to lose. Lighting this candle and putting a bay leaf in the water, things like that. I did everything that she asked 
like I filled a water bottle with salt and like put it in my window to like catch the moonlight. And then I lit a candle and then asked for the universe to remove this curse. Like I did everything that she asked me to do. Basically, you just carried that out and asked the universe to release the curse from you. So that's what I did. Yeah, well, that's going to work then. I mean, you're doing all the things that you can do. And also, you know, meditate and pray on it. Just like do whatever your thing is. Do you meditate? I do. I'm not as consistently as I would like to, but I'm trying to build a more consistent practice of it. And I think when you're meditating, when you think about radiating light, like I always think about that when I meditate, like I'm such a good vibe, like I just have light around me and anyone who comes in is going to also get light and anybody who doesn't deserve that light will be rebuffed by by the strength of that light, you know? And like, I want you to think about that for yourself too, because you want to keep like any sort of negative energies away from you. So what's the latest? You haven't been on a date in a few weeks? So there is like a little update to the original email that I wrote, actually. You're married now? (laughs) I'm fully married. (laughs) So I actually ended up seeing that guy two more times, but it was like the same result. Like, I think it was kind of like an inevitable result. People tell you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he, I don't know. I I mean, it was just like very surprising because this man is truly like 36 years old and like did not have the emotional maturity to be like, hey, like this has been fun. I'm just like not interested like that. Like he sort of tried to do like a slow fade and Uh I confronted him about it and he got very uncomfortable and then, you know, tried to say, oh, like I'm really busy. And I was like, okay, say no more. Got it. Good. Like I'm ready to move on. I don't know. I haven't been on a date since then because, like, the thought of going on another date just made me very anxious and, like, frustrated. So I was like, that's not – that. obviously, this is, like, not bringing me joy right now. So Yeah, you have to be in the right headspace. So you have to get yourself – like, do that little talk with yourself before any date about your essence, about your intention, about being light and not having huge expectations Yeah, because that's also something we fuck up. We go into dates sometimes and be like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be my boyfriend. And it's like, not everybody's meant to be your boyfriend. Some people are just meant to have fun with. Some people are just meant because they're going to be friends, you know, and on and on. Can I tell you what I do with dating? I like to approach the people that I'm potentially dating the way I approach friendships. So it's like, oh, I wouldn't let a friend talk to me this way. So I wouldn't let a potential suitor talk to me this way. I wouldn't engage this way with a friend. So I wouldn't engage this way with a suitor. So it's like, for me, it has to be, in the words of Kim Cattrall, I don't even want to spend one hour not doing something that makes me happy. So like you said it yourself, you took a break because you weren't feeling it. That's cool. And then ease into it however you ease into it. But I think you have to lower the stakes. Every single person is not going to be the perfect person in the same way that when you meet potential friends, every single person isn't your bestie all of a sudden. Like it has to happen. Like you have different friends that you ebb and flow with. So allow that to be as organic as you would allow your dating life to be. Because again, you're in theory, when we date, we're looking for a partnership that lasts more than six months, right? That is supportive to both of the people in that partnership. So it has to be like a healthy, organic exchange. Yeah. And also it's a great exercise in communication. Like it's really good to that's a, you know it's not for not if you don't if you go on a date with somebody that you don't click with because you're getting better at communicating. You're getting better at being in an uncomfortable situation and making it natural. So there's advantages to going through the process regardless of whether you end up with a boyfriend right away, you know. And it's like I feel like if you you know you put that much effort into it, you're going to yield results. 
Yeah, I I hope so. I think um, something that the psychic said to me that was like a little less esoteric and actually like really resonated with me was she was like, I feel that you have been like searching and like really seeking and like really putting your energy out. And she's like, I wonder what it would be like for you to just sit back and like let people come to you. And that really struck me. And I am, I'm just like now in the process of trying to figure out what that looks like in real life. Like how do I sort of just like sit back and let people come to me, you know? Yeah. How do you make friends in real life? Um, I mean, this is a good question. I, it's something that I'm working on. Honestly, I luckily like my job, I spend a lot of time meeting a lot of different people. I manage a Pilates studio full time and I teach there and I've actually like made friends with some of my clients. Basically they started out as clients and then, you know, we would just spend a lot of time talking after class. And then I just was like, Hey, I think, you know, we should hang out. I feel like we never have time to like finish our conversations anyway. So like I I've been able to meet people that way Mm. outside of that. It's a little bit of a, it's been a little bit of a challenge for me to like make friends like as an adult, as I imagine it is for a lot of people, but that's been really helpful. I've also been trying to like go to events and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like from Pilates, at least these are people who have your shared interests and you're able to have like a mutual connection. So it's like, I hope that as you find a prospective partner, you're looking at places where you actually want to be yourself, where you're actually having fun and you're attracting that energy to you in those spaces, but you're not changing anything about you or what your wave is, but simply being yourself and doing the things that you like. Yeah. I think my biggest struggle is like the things that I really love to do. There just like, aren't a lot of straight men there. And I think a lot about like, is the reason why I like it. And like, I feel more comfortable is because there are no straight men in that space. I mean, I think you speak for lots of women when you talk about <laughs> preferring areas, spaces without straight men. I think we can all relate to that. When you're on dates, are you very like, are you, do you sit back and let it happen or are you like controlling or steering the conversation? Um, I, it really depends on the person. I try to, I try to be conscious of like not talking about myself for the entire time and also because like I do I am curious about the other person but there are times when I feel like if I don't ask a question this person is just going to sit here and like let it be dead silence and honestly I, like do people do that on dates do people just sit yes, there in fucking silence yeah well no they just they just kind of wait <laughs> for you to ask them a question like I'm I'm interviewing them and sometimes like if I get frustrated I will just sit there because I'm like, this is not, like, I'm not going to interview you. But uh, I really try to, like, let there be a conversation. But occasionally, yes, there's yeah, just... Yeah, that's pretty fucking awkward when you're on a first date with somebody and you're sitting there in silence. That's like, yeah. Well, that's... then you're not a good match. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, they're not good at conversation. It's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to hear, but you know. But anyway, you're going to get rid of this spell. If you haven't already, you're going to get yeah. rid of that. That's going to just, you just have to think of that as gone. You did everything you you had to do to get rid of it. And you're going to just kind of adjust your expectations and understand that you're going to go into these dates with just a little bit of a lighter attitude about it and not look at it as a reflection of you each date. And also get out there more. Do other stuff in your community so that you can meet other people. Go rock climbing. Go to one of those classes. You'll find some straight guys there. 
you know, go to play tennis or, you know, you could join a book club to make girlfriends. I mean, I'm sure there's no straight guys in a fucking book club. But um, just be actively trying to, like, widen your circle of comfort and put yourself out there a little bit more. And I think that will yield results also. It always does. Yeah. What city are you in? I'm in New York. Oh, well, hello. There's plenty going on here, sister. (laughs) Lots of action everywhere you look. So... Just go down to the pier. There's men there all the time. (laughs) Just go to the pier and wait. (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks for calling in. Keep us posted. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We'll take a break and we'll be right back to close out with Z-Way. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut butter M&Ms. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight. Like listening to your favorite podcast or hanging out with friends. When I need a little added delight, I like to curl up in bed at around 5 p.m. with a good book and my dogs, Bernice and Doug. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back, and let's spread some positivity into the world together. And with peanut butter M&Ms by our side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as we dance our way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Hey, L.A. Bound Thrill Seekers. It's Chelsea Handler, your fearless guide to the city of angels. One of my favorite things about L.A. is that you really can have it all. You can go from the beach to the desert to the mountains, all in the space of a single day. If I can start out gazing at the ocean and wind up après skiing, I am one happy camper. And there's more. Starting with great food, Los Angeles chefs and mixologists draw inspiration from their varied cultural backgrounds and the city's diverse neighborhoods, making for an exciting food scene. From game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And then there's the shopping. From exclusive streetwear drops to high-end boutiques, Los Angeles tastemakers offer up a dizzying array of styles in a single city block, contributing to the bold, wildly creative style that gives Los Angeles its very own look. And if you want to step outside and focus on your wellness, L.A. has something for everyone. Take in the breathtaking sunsets, find your center in one of the city's award-winning spas or gardens, do yoga on a rooftop, sample fresh produce at a local farmer's market. No other destination offers so many ways to rejuvenate and regenerate the mind, body, and spirit than Los Angeles. Buckle up for the L.A. roller coaster and embark on the adventure at discoverla.com. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running, and collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. And we're back. 
She was real cute. It's amazing how women are so worried about men. Even me, right? like a woman like me, you would think wouldn't have issues with men, and I do too. They're so they're just. It's a hot mess situation dating. Yeah, I'm. Tr- the older I get, the more I. You're tr- 19. Goo goo gaga. So from what? When you were six? <laughs> from when I was seven. Thank you. A year after that, I'm trying to get to a place where I don't need a man, <laughs> and I just like whatever comes into my life is cool. Yeah, well, I'm at that place, and eventually you need penetration. That's true. And I, what I said to my, my, I said to my therapist, she goes, "What do you want exactly?" What about a, toys? And I, that's not as fun. I like a man, on, you know. I like a man. But body. sometimes like, you have sex, and it's like not that good. No, that's true. Yeah, but what I'd be alone. What I, why well, would I rather be alone than have bad sex? Also, yeah. but what I would like, and this is has happened once in my life before, and I liked that setup. I like having men. Just all casual men in different rotations, rotation. like different New York, LA, yeah. Spain, London. Spain. Just different guys okay. to have sex with, and real fun, flirty. Yeah, no, like no serious commitment. If I fall in love with one of them, great. Then that yeah. could become a serious commitment. But to go, I and she and I started laughing because I thought as soon as I said that she was going to go. Uh, first of all, no one really wants that, and she's like, "That sounds awesome." <laughs> she's like, "That sounds awesome." I go, "That's exactly what I want. I want fun and flirty and light and like you go and you have fun with someone." and you're not stuck with them long enough for anybody to get on each other's nerves. You know what I mean? That's how I would like to. And when I'm single and I have money and I can do what I want, there's no reason I shouldn't be doing that. You know, I don't want this body to go to waste. I mean, so why you're why aren't you doing that? I am doing that. Okay, so actually. so you have a perfect life. Yeah, I started doing that as soon as I talked to my therapist. About okay, it. I'm flex. Like, okay. And just to clarify, at the end of this episode, I would just like to clarify that Z-Way, I did fall for her bullshit, but she's 31, so she's not 19. She's half of she's half she's twice as whatever. You get the drift. <laughs> Older than that. 19 times two is not 31. Okay, well, that's it. That's for that. Well, oh, that was it. the episode. Yes, yes. Thank, thank you, Z Way, for being here today. It was very nice to meet me. you. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. You're an icon. You're a legend. Oh, Chelsea, thank you. lately, Chelsea, presently. Yes, thank you. Okay, so show dates coming up. Canadian show dates. These are for Canadians, guys. I'm coming January 19th, Edmonton. January 20th, Saskatoon. February 9th, I'll be in Winnipeg. February 23rd, Calgary. That is almost sold out, so get your tickets. Victoria, BC is March 8th. March 9th is Kelowna, also almost sold out. Not sure if I'm adding second shows yet because of my schedule. Vancouver is March 29th, and that is almost sold out. Then I will be in Salt Lake City, April 4th, and Denver, April 5th. I'm coming to Arizona at Maricopa, April 12th. April 13th, I'll be in Brooks, California at the Cash Creek Casino. And then I'm going to be in Santa Rosa Sunday, April 14th. I'm coming to Richmond, Virginia. Baltimore, Maryland on April 20th. Gary, Indiana. Prior Lake, Minnesota. Coming to Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma. On May 3rd and May 4th, I will be in Thackerville, Oklahoma for my rescheduled Windstar World Casino date. I'm coming to Englewood, California, Saturday, May 11th. At the YouTube Theater, this is for the Netflix is a Joke Festival. I'll be performing with Fortune Feimster and Mateo Lane and Sam Jay and Vanessa Gonzalez. And then I will be in Verona, New York on May 26th. And then I'm coming to Australia in July and New Zealand, uh, July 5th, Auckland. And I'm coming to Wellington, New Zealand, Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney. And then Thursday, August 1st, which is a long way away, 
and a date I am just seeing that I am not ready to announce. <laughs> okay, so those are all my dates that are up and available. So get your tickets. I can't wait to see you. Uh, yeah, that's it. If you'd like advice from Chelsea, shoot us an email at dearchelseapodcast at gmail.com and be sure to include your phone number. Dear Chelsea is edited and engineered by Brad Dickert, executive producer Catherine Law. And be sure to check out our merch at chelseahandler.com. Are you ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut butter M&Ms. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight. Like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. With peanut butter M&Ms, let's spread some positivity from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stage, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.